0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome to a brand new show here on the Geekiverse, Star Wars reviewed. Star Wars super fans only, plus Tim Talbot. I'm Josiah yeah. Leroy. Just kidding, Tim. True, we though. uh, we've got a new show here. If you can't tell, I'm really, really excited about this. It's been a long time just coming. Couldn't wait, I Joe. always get it. could not wait. Could not wait. I I have so many of those gadgets throughout what the, is going to be a series here. So buckle up, boys. This is going to be a lot of fun star wars reviewed today we're starting with the first ever star wars film, 1977 when it was just called star wars but star wars episode four a new hope so we're gonna go in movie release order as you can tell john's got the beautiful steelbook edition right there i'm josiah crazy star wars fan with me today right hand man mr baba yaga disruptoid john you ready to talk some star wars
1: i always appreciate a good insert art i like if you if you if i open up your seal book or your case and there's something special in there bonus points that's super cool like a video especially one that, like, like a non-special edition you open up just like a standard video game and boom all of a sudden there's something cool in there i appreciate that yes i'm excited to talk star wars man we've been talking about this we've been we've been wanting to get to the show for so long we started the mcu reviewed it's still going strong they just keep making those Marvel movies, turns out. So that's going to be going for a while. But we've just had the itch to take that formula and just apply it to Star Wars because we love Star Wars. And we're here. We made it.
0: We couldn't wait any longer. It was it was just too much to bear, really. We had the MCU reviewed, and we, we've been a little inconsistent with it. We'll get better. We'll try. Uh, and I was always of the mind that we had to finish that to the best of our ability before starting Star Wars. But then John was like, you know, we really don't have to do that. And I was like, What? And it just blew my mind. And here we are, starting a new year with a new series. So good stuff there. Also with us, really excited about the perspective we're going to hear tonight on this. T2, Tim
2: Talbot. Tim, are you excited to talk Star Wars? I am very excited. So I, a little while back, I kind of lost my love for Star Wars. Not that I didn't want to watch it anymore, but <laughs> I like fell off the wagon. And big reason is because I loved, you know, the first three movies in release order. The next three I liked as well. And then when the new movies came out, I just I don't think I had enough Star Wars content to keep me involved. And what really got me back into wanting to watch Star Wars again was a Fallen Order. When I played the game, I was like, This is it, like, I'm back. So shortly after playing that I started rewatching all the movies again. And, you know, I I think you guys know this, but I haven't watched the last movie yet. That's good. Because I wanted to rewatch all the other ones first. So that's kind of I, I started, didn't finish watching them all, and now I'm gonna start all over again. So excited! Very, very I'm excited! I'm really
0: excited, especially when we get to that one because it's so polarizing for you know a number of reasons. Uh, yeah. So Star Wars talk. This is going to be the norm, as it really has been for a lot of the Geekiverse's mm-hmm. existence. I think I've been waiting for this series to happen since the Geekiverse started almost eight years ago now, which is crazy. But got the Star Wars glass there. If you're watching at YouTube.com/slash the Geekiverse or listening on podcast services around the globe all right we're going to intro this one with our our kind of our our where did our love of star wars truly stem from you know take us back to that first experience uh whether it was when we were younger or really all not that long ago let's talk about it i i uh am going to try to not be as extensive as as i could be but john why don't we kick it off with you where did your love of star wars begin (laughs)
1: Wow, that was cool. That was was way cooler on camera than I expected it to. Um, I have a very interesting history with Star Wars. So obviously, I'm I'm not old enough to have seen the original trilogy in theaters or even be like, I couldn't call myself a fan of them growing up. I didn't have a lot of Star Wars, hold on, (laughs) in the household growing up as a kid. Um, And then obviously, I was the perfect age for the prequels when they came out, but I never really got too much too into the hype other than just like playing with the toys and stuff with my friends i never saw those movies until they came out like on home video so i wasn't in the theaters going to see phantom menace uh you know any of it so i really didn't get into star wars into star wars until the disney purchase so i was always like a a, some a fake fan basically i knew like i you know they would come on they'd come on fx or whatever and like i'd be watching them in the background and stuff like that and i knew most of the characters i was a fake star wars fan and then when the when the disney purchase happened i'm like okay we're getting new Star Wars stuff. This is a great time to, to jump in, and that's when I jumped in. I watched the original six films and absolutely fell in love with it. And then Episode Seven comes out, and I'm just I'm just all in. I like the Star Wars. The Star Wars hype was real, and like it just, it's like um, it's almost like I was experiencing secondhand nostalgia. Even though I didn't like grow up with the movies as like a little kid, and definitely didn't see them in theaters. To see Episode Seven be basically like a spiritual reboot of A New Hope and in the series in general, I was just experiencing experiencing secondhand nostalgia like through that film and it just it just set me down a path i'm like star wars obsessed now like play the games read all the books like i'm like right in the middle of uh the newest high republic book right now watch clone wars rebels everything like that so i'm all in now but it took me a while
0: john i did not know that about you i, I you really assumed
1: you, yours was um your
0: path at birth, <laughs>
1: at birth. uh no
0: a, li- a little bit more similar to mine That's but for,
2: yeah for joe's at birth it just about, Where's just about.
0: <laughs> I knew almost immediately. I went from Thomas the Tank Engine to Star Wars pretty quickly.
2: Yep. Uh, Tim, why don't you share your, your experience? So mine is actually funny, but it's the opposite of John. So I grew up with Star Wars. So I remember when I was a kid, my uncle had the Star Wars movies and he brought them over. You know, I watched them and I was probably seven, eight at the time. Did not understand what was going on. But I love the concept, I love the movies, and then, you know, I watched them over and over and over, and, you know, I really loved them, but then it was just so long, so I saw a lot of the originals, I kind of, like I said, fell off the wagon, I didn't, I grew up playing all the video games, like, for Nintendo and Super Nintendo, like, a lot of that stuff, I remember playing, um, I think we talked about it, there's a game on PlayStation I played, it was, like, first person, kind of like a Doom style, but I I was obsessed. And, uh, uh, you know what I'm Air talking Forces? about? Yes. So and I was obsessed and then I just I don't think I had enough Star Wars content anymore. So it just kind of became one of those things where I love I loved watching, you know, the first three movies that came out and I never really dived into the the prequel movies. And it was just like one of those things. I just have watched the first three movies so many times and I'm really excited to kind of really watch them because I never actually sat down and just watched all six movies in a row. So, you know, it's usually been piece of movie here, movie there, movie here. So it'll be nice to kind of do that, you know, kind of like I'm doing with Marvel right now. I know we've talked a little about the the MCU stuff, but I'm excited, you know, a little bit different for me than for John. And, you know, like I said, I played Fallen Order. I watched the movie, the two movies uh, that just came out recently where they uh, Force
0: Awakens and yeah. The Last Jedi.
2: Right. Yep. So I watched those two, loved them. And uh really got me back into it, so I'm excited to rewatch them all again. Yeah, my, my biggest thing was oh. I just I didn't have that family member around the house that liked
1: Star Wars. My my parents had zero interest. I didn't have that cousin. My older brother failed me. He's four years older than me. He should have he should have been into Star Wars. He should have gotten me into that. um But Star Wars was Come still on, a man, right? But Star Wars was still a part of my childhood. Like I like I had friends who were into it, and just like by proxy, I knew everything about Star Wars in terms right. of like you know what a little kid could I, I even had star wars toys i even i think i told this the last time we had a star wars uh podcast i had a, a phantom menace themed birthday party and i didn't even see the movie i just wanted i just <laughs> like darth maul was so cool to me and i didn't even see it i'm just like oh that guy's awesome he's super scary he's got red you know red face paint like so star wars was a big part of my childhood as much as it could be as a kid who just liked the the idea of it you know
0: yeah sure? yeah i so i like both of those perspectives there got a little bit a little bit unique on each of those uh for me the year is 1997. So yeah, uh <laughs> born in 1990 and I've obviously, you know, long after the the originals in the theaters. And uh I so I would have been about 6 years old at the time because uh, it was spring and the the special editions were basically coming to theaters uh for a limited release just 2 years prior to the Phantom Menace episode 1 coming out to kind of build hype around that, uh to get everyone's juices flowing again. I uh, I don't remember really ever having any sort of interest or care about it until my dad said, hey, if, if, would you want to go to the movies and see something called Star Wars? And he, he kind of told me a little bit about it. And I was like, yeah, that sounds good. So he took me to the Galleria Mall. I don't even remember what the movie theater was called at the time. This is well before Regal. Yeah. I don't
1: know if it was AMC. I don't, I don't know what it was, but I recall that theater. I can picture like the escalator going down to that theater. The, the big glass wall that yeah. you could kind
0: of like walk up to, like all of it. Um, it Different layout than what you see now if you're in Western New York. Yeah, for
1: sure. Um, different part of the mall entirely. It was by the food court where it is yeah, now. Yeah, it was.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Which is crazy to think of. um But I, I go with my dad. I didn't know we were going to the movies that day. And uh, we take a trip over there. And he goes, uh, two tickets to Star Wars. So we went in, saw A New Hope. And from that moment on, I don't... like I don't have a recollection of almost my life before Star Wars. It was just like from then on, I was obsessed. Just the second we sat down in the theater, um, and it's funny. Like I think of another big movie franchise that I really, really love. Like it's on my short list for just favorite ever: Lord of the Rings trilogy, the original. And I did not love that at first. Like I saw the first movie, and I was like, I don't think this is for me. I ended up seeing the second one with my dad, and I kind of got there, and then I became obsessed star wars it was lights out right away and i've kind of never looked back so um i john to your point you didn't have any uh siblings that or or cousins that got you there Uh, i had a a bunch of male cousins that were really just a few years older than me who were obsessed so that helped as well when i got there um and to this day are kind of in the same boat but i've got some crazy uh I'm going to gonna pull a segment over from Busy Sticks. If you haven't checked out our, our show, Busy Sticks, show and tell. Got some crazy stuff here. Um, if you're watching the YouTube version. So, the original Star Wars, this is, um, this would have came out on VHS in 1992, but totally unedited original version. Kind of cool.
1: It, put it right in front of your face just because the way I have you framed. Yeah, yeah there you go. You can put All it right. up to the camera, but like in, just center it because you're cut a little the, bit. can we get
2: the steel copy? both up at the same time to see the difference oh yeah yeah
1: so this is this is actually the back cover of that but it's the same it's the same general poster yeah
2: crazy yeah kind
0: of iconic pose right there um this one is 1995 so they released the trilogy and uh george lucas says on the back of the box this is the last time you're going to see the the unedited original version we know you we know george you stop it right now uh dvd release so this is right before episode 3 revenge of the sith comes out 2005 this is 2004 this is the uh original three movies there this one is a limited edition dvd it contains the special edition and the original unedited version so i've got a few of these here almost done boys uh this one's interesting this is the first time it was on blu-ray so this is 2011 or 2012 it's got at the time, all six movies. It's I always got some
1: really interesting. I always love that art. Ooh. I used to walk by Best Buy and always yeah. see that on the shelf. That I love that box art. It's so cool. Oh, I never opened it's got it. Got some
0: really cool stuff on the inside. Oh, just from uh, concept art for the films. Uh, this one is not concept art. That's basically ripped right out of a New Hope. Right. right. Uh, so that is pretty cool. And then got John's Steelbook. Those were limited edition Blu-rays, and the newest one. This was a Christmas gift basically to myself. You did it? The collection. I did it. The 4K Ooh. The Rise of Skywalker all the way back to Phantom Menace. We've got the the nine movies there. Came with the digital 4K versions of all of those. Um man, I watched about This came in the mail today. Uh mm, I watched Timely. A, a little bit. Just a little bit uh,
1: of A New Hope and oh my goodness. Crispy. It is beautiful. So that that's so, just the nine films. That doesn't have Rogue One and Solo. Worth mentioning just, we we are we are doing that in our review, right? Oh, I loved Rogue yes. One. So we're doing yes, all we are. all eleven films, including Rogue One and Solo, in release order. Just for, for y'all at home. Wanna play along. Yes. Absolutely.
0: Uh moving on. Box office. We we did this in MCU reviewed. We're gonna keep a lot of the same format from that show if you've seen that before. We're gonna talk about box office numbers here just briefly. Uh what's different here? versus MCU is that Star Wars gets re-released a lot. Even if they don't update the movie, it really, it comes back to theaters every few years, it feels like.
1: Also, so, worth noting in 1977, like last movies. there are much less movies, but also tickets <laughs> back then, like 25 cents. Not comparable. Yeah. <laughs> Just flip the guy a nickel and you're in to see the film. That's how it worked back then. Crazy. Uh, so, we have the original
0: release, 1977, May 25th. We had a 1982 re-release, the 97 Special Edition, the one I referenced that I saw. Uh, we had a, a Star Wars May the 4th marathon. I don't know what year that took place. And then there, then, there, then there was, despite the pandemic, 2020 re-release. Did not do very much because not a lot of theaters were open. Not a lot of people were going. Um, but they did play it even locally in Buffalo. I, d- I did not go myself. Uh, all of those combined,
1: $775 million. Do you have a, a breakdown for the original? Do you have just the first, the first run? Cause I'd be curious to see what it made in, uh, in comparison to its budget, which was eleven yeah. million, which is insane for a movie back it in nineteen seventy-seven. Eleven million dollars, I think, really? is like stupid.
0: I don't have those numbers. No worries. Uh, I, I, I'll get them next time. But the it did pretty well. Yeah,
1: so and seventy-one overall, seventy-five, seven hundred and seventy-five. Yeah, seven hundred seventy-five. Yeah, that's 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 <laughs> up there. That's up there.
0: Pretty good, right? Yeah. Uh so I think about like this movie and how it, it really spawned on so many things and inspired so many things in different movies and bits of media. It just created this, this big part of pop culture that we have to be thankful for. Like the geekiverse is not here. If star Wars doesn't exist, because this is what pulls me into all of it. The world of video games, eventually the MCU Lord of the Rings uh, TV shows, comics, even to a degree, this is, this is game changing uh, for the world. And what a phenomenon it would have been back then. It's, it's a, it's a, an exciting thing to kind of go back and see some of those documentaries because we were not around, uh, and and just to to hear about what the hype really was.
1: Uh, what, do you guys rem- oh, go what, ahead? I was just gonna kind of piggyback off of that. What blows my mind is how the the pop culture influence and domination never stopped, even even from after Revenge of the Sith and before the Disney purchase. There was no Star Wars content for what ten years, plus, ten years plus at that point, right? You would still walk into a JC and you'd see three different Star Wars shirts. You'd go into an Fye and their Star Wars posters. Like the the pop culture domination never, never let up. It's just incredible how it just from '77 has just been ingrained in pop culture. Nothing, I feel like I it was ahead of its like time.
2: That. Oh, absolutely. In my but opinion, like no even doubt. rewatching it, it was like it, yeah, it on. was still so good. And I just feel like there's a lot of things they did well when they released the movie in the sense of like, there's a lot of like contrasting colors and it just was a lot of, it was like the fact that stormtroopers are white and then Darth Vader's black. Like it just pops out so much when you watch the movie, like it just, everything just looks so nice. And you know, that was, I just think it, it was very well done for being done in 1977. You know what I mean? So the fact that we watched his as a release in 1997 and it was like amazing, you know what I mean? So yeah. when it, the fact that it came out, what, 20 years prior. so Yeah.
0: Even now, I think like it, I mean, of course it's been touched up, right? With the, the re-releases, but right. it naturally looks pretty good. And it's a lot better even than some movies still now today that, that appear on the big screen, which is yeah. saying a
1: lot. It had the benefit of being pretty pre-cgi so there's not a lot of bad cgi in it so i mean Mm -hmm. spider-man's fresh in the mind for a lot of us you go back and watch that original spider-man movie from from 01 or it was 01 i think or 2000 whatever whatever 2002 got it um that cgi looks terrible like everything's everything looks rubbery there's a lot of a lot of really really off-putting cgi in star wars almost everything was practical so like yeah Mm -hmm. you can you can tell that they're using miniature models but it doesn't look fake that looks like an actual tangible thing and it's just like Oh man, just to think of like when, you know, I know we're like hopping around, whatever. This is is Star Wars. We're going to go for a while here. But you just like walk into the cantina scene and just see all those different creatures. And you think, okay, that one's animatronic. And that one is uh, someone in a costume. That dude's wearing makeup. Like all of the prosthetics and all of the time and craftsmanship that went into just like one scene like that. It's just, man, so crazy.
0: It really works. It's like, I've got it in my notes here for later on that uh, you can really tell a lot of what was added for the 97 special edition without even looking very hard. You're just it's, like,
1: Oh, that doesn't seem like it fits right. very well. It's a bummer. Like it's, it, it, I'm it's not gonna, out of play. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It's I'm, I'm watching on Disney plus. I'm like, man, this is, this is rough when they're, when they're driving to uh Moss or yeah, Moss Isley, right? <laughs> and just all the added creatures and, you know, stormtroopers falling off of whatever. It's just, man, why did you do it? <laughs> terrible, terrible? Did, did you ever see,
0: um, it was a, like a, Someone, a fan made this. It was a joke trailer right after Force Awakens trailer dropped. And they're like, if George Lucas was in charge of this and it just was all like these stupid added effects, like from A New Hope that they threw into Force the Awakens. Trailer, oh, no. So like, <laughs> like uh, Finn, like jumps up in the in the trailer. If you remember early on from uh, Jakku and then he's just like staring out, like trying to catch his breath. And then it shows like one of the creatures slowly <laughs> in walking through the camera. The sand, oh, my God. <laughs> <sighs> um, like the when Ray is or BB-8 is running, they show like a Dewback that's painted <laughs> in in the background. It's just it's really it's awesome <laughs> because it's so accurate. Uh, and it's we'll funny to like, pull that one
1: that that's part of the it's part of the story of Star Wars too. It's like it's part of the culture and it's part of like what makes these so fun to talk about because you have this guy in George Lucas who expertly crafted that film, but still made decisions like this in 1997 and we're like dude like what is going on and we see some of that carry over into the prequels obviously we'll get to that when we talk about those films but like there's just so much to talk about with star wars whether it's good or bad and i think you know most of us will say that from our opinion most of it's good so we're gonna have a lot of fun on this show there's some there's some fun stuff in nitpick.
0: yeah there really is uh and that is part of the fun for sure so uh, if you guys want to kind of cue up the trailer, I know we had on our list to talk about our first viewing. I kind of did that and talking about my experience with my, uh, my dad there. Uh, did you guys want to add anything from what we talked about already?
1: Yeah, all I can say is that like I've I definitely seen Star Wars: a New Hope like just sitting around as a kid, and like I said, it's like on H not HBO or just whatever you know whatever network television. I remember seeing like all the iconic scenes, and like I've, I've certainly had seen it, but the first time I can remember sitting down and watching that movie was after the Disney announcement. I'm like, okay, I'm doing this. I'm gonna get into Star Wars, and I remember just sitting like in my room. I think it was a winter break, and I was just like, I'm watching them all. And I just illegally downloaded all the movies because Disney Plus wasn't a thing. and I was a broke right. uh, college kid at the time. So I sat down in front of my computer and just watched all six in like two or three days. Um, so I remember that pretty vividly, and I remember being blown away by it, but certainly didn't watch it any any time uh, near when it came out or had a cool re-release or anything like that.
2: I think I had to have watched them right when the re-release came out, but I didn't watch it in theaters. I watched it at my grandpa's on the VHS with my uncle who brought him over and that was the first time I ever experienced any type of Star Wars and I loved That's- it. That was one of the first time my that same uncle actually introduced me to Final Fantasy seven, which is also one of my favorite oh, video games. A so good uncle. So it's funny you yeah. mentioned uncle and that he got you into
1: movies. I had an uncle that like fit the mold. He was the movie guy. He's the, He was the uncle that had the double VHS tape that would rent movies from Blockbuster and he would just copy them over and give them out to the family. So our whole at home movie collection was because of my uncle Scott and he was the movie guy and he was the first one to get into DVDs and stuff like that too. So like I have that connection, but he just didn't get me into Star Wars. Another family member that failed me. My brother and uncle I, on the list. I- so close this is the theme john
0: family members failing family members this is star wars to a t wow. he was he was introducing you to it you just didn't know it am i the uh, one? <laughs> oh my gosh i knew we were friends for a reason <laughs> john and i are a dyad somehow oh uh, yeah <laughs> um so in what we've done in mcu review we're going to pull over here as well we we like to watch the the original trailer for the film together so john cues this up so you can watch it if you're watching at youtubecom Geekiverse. if you're listening on the podcast you just got to hang out for a minute or two you'll hear it but you'll uh, hear it. you you'll hear it so you can kind of surmise from there that this is fun like we've got one from 1976 remastered or restored, I should say. And I've, I've not seen this at least I don't think I have.
1: So yeah, I was doing a little digging. There's two that I found one. That's like one that came off of like an early VHS tape that people say is one of the first Star Wars trailers. But then this one is like a project where these people have been like restoring this and finding the original one that like aired in theaters Based on uh, people's memories and stuff like that, and they've replaced like some of the um, like video recorded footage with actual scenes from the movie. So it is like a, 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 a basically a work of art, from what I understand. Like the the com—I haven't watched it yet, but the comments are like, "Oh my god, how did you guys restore this? How did you guys do this?" So I'm hoping it's fun. I'm hoping it's good.
0: It, it'll be good. Uh, it's gotta be, or right. it'll be All interesting right. at
1: least. All right. So you got, you John, I'm do- gonna pass it over to you. All right, you guys got it ready to go. Yep. Yep. All right, go
2: ahead and play.
3: Somewhere in space, this may all be happening right now. 20th Century Fox and George Lucas, the man who brought you American graffiti, now bring you an adventure unlike anything on your planet, Star Wars. Here they come. story of a boy, a girl, and a universe. It's a big, sprawling space saga of rebellion and romance. It's a spectacle, light years ahead of its time. I am C3PO, human-cyborg relations, and this is my counterpart R2D2. Hello. No, 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 no. It's an epic of heroes and villains and aliens from a thousand worlds. Billion years in the making and it's coming to your galaxy this summer
1: so first reaction man i i get so nostalgic about old ads to the point where i follow a tiktok account that is all like like late late 80s early 90s commercials and i find myself just watching these commercials like all the time i'm so nostalgic like there's something about this guy's voice and i'm like yep that isn't that is like an 80s commercial that that's I mean, you know 70s at that point but um it, it is it's an old trailer all I
2: mean, moving name of the movie slowly coming ya. into view yeah 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 it's old,
0: it's time it says yeah. right like yeah w- that's exactly i think how we've been describing this i mean
2: we're talking about it how i mean it's what uh 43 years later yeah before right so i mean the trailer i mean I, i'm telling you right now if i
1: saw that trailer when i was a kid i'd, I'd be hyped about it i'm watching it as right now right. as a 30 year old i'm like okay i've i've seen avengers endgame guys i you know i've, I've seen some good co- i've seen some cool stuff so that doesn't do it for me but um it, it's nostalgic for sure and that's that's yeah. the think best about about
0: nothing it. whatsoever anywhere near that level of quality or intrigue i think You know, it's hard, easy for me to say now. But even like, if you think of a competitor, and you know, I'm going to go there. You have Star Trek, which just is not anywhere close to this level. The storytelling is different. It's fine, but like you talk about visuals and 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 practical effects and even sound effects, like it's not there. It's just this was totally different. And I love also, by the way, before I pass it on here, that George Lucas is the guy who brought you American Graffiti. I I was laughing about that. (laughs) Nowadays, we're like, what? And I did see that movie when I was younger because I was like,
1: Oh, it was George Lucas. And it's like, yeah, okay, whatever. Very different.
0: But I- Kind of amazing, right? That was his thing first. Yeah, right? you know what? Wow, I, I,
1: I enjoyed that. What, what just Crazy. hit me uh, that stands out is that it doesn't have any of the m- music. It just has this generic like score oh, yeah. for this trailer. Yeah. So I'm like, man, yeah. I, that that didn't that didn't feel like Star Wars to me because it didn't have the music. And and I just, so I rewatched right. this movie combined uh, yesterday and today. I took a break and you know watched two halves of it basically, and I just couldn't stop thinking about how this this score is just so ahead of its time. Like this, the music in this, if nothing else, stood up, which plenty of it does. The score you could just it, it, it's. Just to die for. You can watch this movie with your eyes closed and have
2: a, and have a great time.
1: But yeah, that's really. Even like, I don't have
2: it. With this, talk about the score. Even at, towards the end of New Hope, the part where he's flying and um, destroying the Death Star, like the music does that whole scene at the end. It's there's everything. There's
1: so much crazy. of this movie that is like, yeah, this is old. This acting is interesting. The direction was like, okay, it's this is the 70s, but the music makes it. When did um when did Star Trek come out?
0: Star Trek. Uh, Lived in some way, shape, or form at least a solid ten to fifteen years before this. Like the it was a TV show uh, first.
1: That's the thing. That's the that's the difference in the budget, though, because it was a TV yeah, show. Yeah, nineteen sixty six. Right. So that that yeah, was, it, that's the yeah. Th-
2: that's what I think of when I see the trailer. Like if I was you know put myself back in nineteen seventy seven, thinking of what else is out there that has this kind of sci fi. I mean, like, you know, a lot of people I think harp on the fact that it's not the first movie in the series, and there's a prequel. But I kind of love that because you're going into a developed universe. There's like there's already stuff built. You don't have to worry about stuff being built. You're kind of going in. There's stuff already happening but, you know, sometimes the world isn't going to wait around for you and you're following Luke as he goes into the story that's already progressing. And I think that's kind of what I loved about it is because you know a lot of people knock on that but in my opinion it kind of allows someone to come in and get that full heart of the story without needing too much build up. I mean, same thing with the cantina you mentioned. You go into the cantina and you know, there's already tons of different things going on. You don't have to build a lot of that up, and I kind of like that fact because, you know, back then there wasn't a lot of other stuff going on. And I don't know if you released the prequels back then and started with that. I don't know if you would have gotten the same reaction. So you you touched so. on something that I, I love talking about
1: because it's worth noting that this was not called episode four, a new hope when it came out, when this movie came out, it right. was just star Wars. So there was no prequels in mind. Like sure. George right. Lucas built the backstory and stuff like that. This movie just came out as star Wars. So, mm-hmm. th- so that's a great, so for our, from our perspective, we're going into it as episode four. And like, you know, we know that there's four, right. five and six, you, you know, and the people who are watching these, the five and six, when they came out, you know, when are we going to get one, two and three? So like th- that certainly existed, but one of my favorite filters to watch this movie through is to, to see all of the, the lore that's been planted. And to just ask myself like what, was that plan to be this like so let me let me verbalize that a little bit most of it is the answer is no, but some of it the answer is yes, right, but you think about like the fact that was Darth Vader supposed to be Luke's father in this film it just nothing adds up it doesn't make any sense you the the most obvious stuff you can point at is all is, is the romantic connection between uh Luke and Leia, but even stuff like obi-wan. He was very certainly talking about a different person when he said that your father died in the Clone Wars, and I taught a, a young Jedi named Darth Vader. And when he when they when they first see each other for the first time, he calls him Darth, as his first name, not as not as a not as a surname, right? Like his name is Darth. He's not Darth Vader. Like there's Darth Plagueis, and you know, like so. It's just so fun to see all that stuff. And in the the, um, the Jedi in general, an old hooky religion. We've never heard it referred to as a religion again. That was like, this was, this was the, the idea of sorcery, for
2: the- multiple right? Multiple
1: times, right? Yeah. Exactly. So, like, just to see these ideas that were planted and to see just to see how far they've come and to just know that you know this probably wasn't the original idea, but just to see the way that like Lucas and other people have taken it and just built an insane universe with it. It's such a fun yep. filter to watch the movie through,
0: guys. There was so much writing on this, um, for, for George Lucas, like, he went all in and it really basically. I mean, signed away a lot to make sure that this happened to make sure his vision happened And the studio is, you know, is famously out there. Fox had no faith in this franchise or this movie. Actually, it wasn't a franchise yet. And, uh, they had so little faith they let george lucas keep the merchandising rights to this which is one of the biggest blunders ever right because think about all the toys all the re-releases all the collectibles there's nothing like star wars in terms of collectibles it's just this crazy animal (laughs) that just has evolved and evolved over time it's almost like george George wrote
1: half of the characters to be animals and stuffed animals (laughs) 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 he he knew he
0: just had this foresight and bet on himself, yeah. and boy, did it pay off quickly! And then, There's
1: um, a lesson there for you, everyone. Too, right. it's listening it's on yourself. one hundred percent. You have those rights. That's such a funny point. because you think about it. Like, what? What's the? What's the toyified thing in this movie? There's really nothing, but the rest of them have something. There's Ewoks, and there's right. poor, like, everything else. Says it. You know, there's always something. Disney's really guilty of that. Oh, yeah. Like
0: my gosh, as much as we all love Grogu slash Baby Yoda, like. That is the most marketable thing I've ever seen in my life. So I, I'm wearing baby Yoda sweatpants right now.
1: Like, I've, it's crazy. I could probably grab four <laughs> Yol- four Grogu's from this room right now. Yeah. And it's, what, two, three years old? <laughs> right. Yeah, it's, it's, it's so BBA. Like, you go down the line, like all these characters. And,
0: uh, Tim, a little bit just back to your point on how it, it you kind of jump into the story without, oh, very nice, John, without having the, um, I guess
2: the, the world building, I mm-hmm. think they did it, but in a, a good way, hundred percent. I liked it. I liked the fact that you kind of just go in and you don't have to like, you, you don't have to spend time on why is this happening? It's like, Hey, mm-hmm. here's, you know, a minute of information about what's going on. Hop in. And then it's like, you get the, the background of what's going on. And then it zooms in on Luke and his story. Cause that's what this movie's about. It's about Luke fitting into the story. So in a way, it's not coming in in the middle. It's just there's stuff going on before Luke is involved.
1: Right. And the, I think
2: that's kind of the point that life, you know, sometimes you're not involved in the whole thing. You just kind of come in in the in. middle. You know what I mean? So.
1: Yeah. The, the 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 movie asks the questions that are fun to think about. Like, imagine if this right. came out. Imagine if the three of us are like, you know, nerd culture existed back in, you know, 77 the way it does now. Imagine walking out of a theater and just asking these questions like, what are the Jedi? Where, like, you know, where's Darth Vader? Like,
2: all the, all these questions that
1: but what
2: are the Clone Wars? What are the Clomores? Like, right, like, right. I watched a lot of videos like probably like three, or four years ago, like when I rewatched the movie. And there's like a lot of little things that he had done. Like one little thing when Luke finds out his you know his place is destroyed, his family's whatever, everything's destroyed. Like they made a point that Luke doesn't get on his knees or cry or anything. He just like kind of stands there and he had, looks like he's showing emotion. But it's up to the viewer to decide what kind of emotions he's feeling. Right. There's a lot of stuff throughout that movie that, you know, leaves up to the viewer. And I think that's kind of synonymous with the whole thing in the sense that there's a lot of background that you see and you kind of envision in your head. Well, like, I wonder what's going on here. Like, where, you know, the, a lot of what's going on is up to your imagination. And I feel like that's why why it did so well when it came out is because you know there's no world building but in a sense they left it up to a lot of imagination so I'm
1: I'm glad you brought up that scene with Luke and his family being burned and everything like that and his emotion there cuz this rewatch a line hit me that has never hit me before and it's related to that so when they're leaving the cantina and Obi-Wan says you're going to have to sell your speeder Luke goes oh well I'll never come back to this planet again that has always just been a throwaway line for me in the past but for some reason this time I'm like huh he's ready to he's ready to start this adventure his family just died he's always wanted off world but like He's he's ready to go. That's that. I don't know why it hit me so hard this time. It just just watching it's like it seems like a throwaway line, but it's it holds some weight. Isn't that interesting with Star Wars? Like, uh, no matter how many times you rewatch
0: it, like there's always something. Maybe not something you didn't see before necessarily, but something that you see differently. Like you just mentioned. Um, and I think about what Tim said, or uh, I'm sorry, what John said. Even with like. There were so many things that George Lucas just kind of threw here and they changed course without really being a conflict. Like George always wrote around it. So like, um, like Luke, Darth Vader was not intended to be Luke Skywalker's father in 1977. Right. Obviously. Yeah. Oh yeah. Crazy. His father?
1: <laughs> yeah. No, no way. <laughs> just, so in, in <laughs> oh.
3: 1979,
0: it, as they're getting, they're, you know, producing empire strikes back that changes. And, uh, I've got some tidbits about that, but I'm safe for our next episode. But like, even the Clone Wars or Darth Vader, or Obi-Wan talking about Darth Vader as an entity or, or a person as opposed to Darth being like a title for a Sith Lord. Like he wrote that in just so wonderfully, I think where he, he yeah, he changed it, but it, it wasn't like he just totally backtracked either. So like, I, I think there was a lot of interesting stuff there. Uh, as we, you know, kind of went in over time, but it's just, it's so good and uh i want to also think about john williams you guys mentioned just how he's he's so is is well known and legendary as he is to me the, he's a little underrated in terms of how integral he is to the star wars experience he's he's the soundtrack he's created the soundtrack he's he's written themes if you listen throughout a new hope that are used throughout the rest of the saga, the rest of the uh, the Skywalker saga, plus even elements of Rogue One and Solo. Whether it's Leia's theme, uh, we don't have the Imperial March in this. Darth Vader's theme, right? That's interesting. That didn't hit in A New Hope, uh, but we've got Luke's theme when w- they call it the Force theme when he's looking out at the two suns and kind of gazing out into the distance. Um, even the little—I uh, don't know if it was a flute, but it sounds like a flute at the beginning as the the uh, the crawl goes by and we we zoom down to the planet right where the star destroyer is chasing chasing the rebel cruiser like that is a callback because that plays later on in the last jedi like there's so much of it that you can just tie and be like when did that happen and you can close your eyes and hear something from John Williams score and know when it happened and that is just truly unbelievable so the storytelling in Star Wars is probably as a whole, not just George Lucas writing, uh, plus his various writers, plus plus John Williams' score, all of that added together is why. If you guys know, I always talk about in video games how story is so important to me. I think it all stems back to this. Like this really shaped who I am as a geek and in a pop culture guy. Joe, it's, have you it's just
1: unbelievable? Have you seen the documentary? I don't know the exact name of it. It's a YouTube thing, or maybe it started somewhere else. But it, it, it's about how Star Wars was saved in the edit room. Mm -mm. it is i'm gonna i have to find it and if anybody has, uh i think i might have
2: saw that it's it's super you know what some of the things you said made me think you've seen it before how like a lot of like when they were done he went back and like like little things like i I read a part like chewbacca like i i forget what part it was but left and they'd edit him so he wasn't leaving or some weird stuff like that they had done
1: this was less about his weird decisions there's a lot there's a lot you can find out there about the weird stuff george lucas has done in, in the edit room and that that pertains a lot to like the um, Phantom Menace where like scenes that shouldn't exist exist because he was just so micromanaged He's like whatever footage we have I'll make it work like that that's different um Star Wars being saved in the edit room is a very interesting documentary about how much of a sort of a mess the production was and how even on paper the script they had nobody was confident in the you, you talk about Fox not being confident uh George Lucas wasn't even confident in it The when, when they when they had original drafts of this movie the, watch this documentary and you'll see like this was the movie was supposed to start with luke it was supposed to start on tantine on um like a whole scene before the uh b- before the um the jawas pull up and you know they're they're trading and everything like that it was supposed to be a whole scene introducing luke um chewie was supposed to die not no not chewie i'm sorry c3po was supposed to die um Obi-Wan was supposed to live and like there's all these tidbits of these different people on the project who like made these suggestions and how at the last minute these edits really changed the shape of the story and it's just so interesting to see how different the story would have been so if you if you've seen this movie which I imagine almost everybody watching this has definitely check out
2: that that uh, documentary just if you haven't watched the movie you should watch the series it's a great uh, trilogy
0: <laughs> thank you Tim Curious thank you for that Curious
1: we gotta rank them first we'll see
0: words of wisdom there uh so we're kind of talking about impressions on the film here is is one of our bullet points here uh how many times do you think you guys have seen this movie can you put a number on it
2: i probably can yeah i would say maybe 15 times you know I'm, i'm probably with you i'm
1: probably there especially given my my backstory and the way like you know i really started diving into star wars and you know watching the films and getting into it getting into it around the disney era um that that seems about right like so i was telling josiah we've been talking about doing the star wars reviewed for a while but every time uh the holiday season rolls around i always just get into the star wars mood i want i want to be engrossed in star wars i want to watch star wars we've been talking about this since the summer so i'm like i don't want to want i want to keep my rewatches fresh for when we finally do star wars reviewed so i'm like i can't just go through it i'm like you know what the first movie is going to be a new hope I can just watch that a few times. And I think in the last few <laughs> months, I probably have watched A New Hope like four times. And when I say watched, I watched it a few times for sure, but I also have just been throwing it out in the background because I just want Star Wars
2: in the house. So yeah. that is definitely added I to I've, my total. I think I've had 15 like sit down, watch the movie, opposed to like, I've watched like a half hour Get busy, stop watching, like stuff like that. Maybe it's on TV. I'll pop it on. I'll watch the last forty-five minutes. Like I don't consider that like a watch for sure. the The
1: original trilogy is my Christmas Christmas present wrapping background noise always. I don't know why. I'll just I'll just find one of those three. I'll just play it. Sometimes I'll just I'll just pause it and just scroll to the middle, just so something you know it's not going from the beginning. I'm just always watching that tril, You know the original trilogy when I'm wrapping presents. Something about the holiday spirit got yeah. me feeling like a uh, Star Wars. Can't go wrong. It's the most wonderful time of the year, so you might as well watch the most wonderful movie ever, uh,
0: basically, is how it goes. Uh, I would be surprised if I've seen this movie less than 50 times, 5-0. It's just like, it's been so many times throughout the years. When I was a kid, I watched this to death. Um, And then as uh, we've done with MCU, I feel like a lot of times I've done rewatches leading up to the newest Marvel movie. And I definitely do this uh, every every year, especially when Disney had those Christmas releases for the the first three years uh, with uh, Force Awakens, Rogue One, Last Jedi, and then even uh, two years later with Rise of Skywalker. I always watch these again. So yeah, I would be surprised if it was less than that.
2: Um, I think we should watch the last movie all in person. That's a great idea. Uh-huh. That's very oh, doable. Damn. That's very doable too. We've talked
1: about like doing like you know in person content and that gets logistically, uh, you know. Troublesome.
2: but like, This is easy. It's
1: just watching a movie.
2: Set a time. Come over a little earlier. We watch it, and then we immediately do it. That live The re- and we, Tim, that would be your first time. It would be my first time watching the movie. Yeah, all about. And you haven't watched Endgame either, right? We Mm-mm. all right. Oh, so we're
0: doing both of those oh for my sure. God. Well, yep, I'm for getting time. close.
2: I'm I'm getting there. I'm just finished Civil War. I'm well on the path of grinding through that. I've watched <laughs> a lot of movies in a very short. I think I watched three Marvel movies in one day. The one day he's nice. gonna catch up it for oh. sure. We'll, we'll get you on mc reviewed like i said Shang uh, uh chi got me back in like got me hooked again awesome dude so. when
0: when we were walking into eternals i'm pretty sure that's when john was like josiah i did something bad <laughs> i think that it was, was it. it was it was eternals. <laughs> it was i think that's what you said and we were like uh i'm like oh no and he's like i watched i watched Star Wars. I can't help it. <laughs> and I was like, dude, how am I supposed to help it then? I, I'm having a hard enough time. Yep. But here we are.
1: It's uh, just the first one.
0: In the MCU reviewed, we do something called favorite non-title character. So if we just watched Iron Man 1, 2, or 3, we got to talk about our favorite character that is not Tony Stark. So guys, who's your favorite character not named Star Wars?
1: Ooh, got plenty to choose from. <laughs> um, Who do we got? i'm gonna start it off just because i want to make sure i land this one for for me it's leia it's carrie fisher that she's mm. of of the core cast her performance to me holds up the best i think that she is the best actor in this film um harrison ford being a close second but i think carrie fisher is the best actor in this film weird that sometimes she's putting on a british accent i think that's more so direction from george lucas than you know her acting performance but um Every time she's on screen, she just steals the show. I think about the the scene where where Tarkin's blowing up uh, her home t- her, her home planet. Um it's just um her performance there is just it, it, that's what sold me on her as a character throughout the first time I saw that movie and every time I see it since then. It's like, man, this 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 girl can act. Um and I've never been proven wrong.
0: So Carrie Fisher was nineteen when this uh, this movie recorded, and fun fact: Daisy Ridley was nineteen when *Force Awakens* dropped. Um, for Carrie Fisher, her favorite line of dialogue was the the dialogue about Tarkin holding Vader's leash. She said, uh, "John, that's a great pick, and the the British accent thing kind of where it's a, it's a little on the border." I feel like the direction there was that she's supposed to be like a politician, so to speak, whether that's right or wrong to like be proper.
1: I always thought Um, it was, I totally understand that. And I I can agree with that too. And who knows? But to me, it always felt like her direction was to be Shakespearean about it, like be grandiose. Oh, yeah. You know, both of those kind of go hand in hand in terms of like, you know, the character being grandiose and being very official and like her performance of this, of this script. I don't know. I always always get like the Shakespeare vibe when she pulls out that accent for some reason.
2: You're right, for sure. Tim, who do we got? Who do you think mine is? Can we get a guess? guess. It's very uh, cliche. Luke? It's got to be Luke. Luke. Just the nostalgia of it. Because when you're growing up, everyone wants to be a Jedi. And that was like the first time you got to see like the origin story of someone becoming one. And it was like just in my mind, just awesome to see him slowly progress and learn. That's why I like the next movie so much is just because it's really another development story. And I just... Can't not pick him because there's just so much behind that, and I just think it's the first introduction of that, and it's just awesome. I just you know I I really can. Uh, oh, he broke broke BB eight. His cap was detained. <laughs> I just we just witnessed, witnessed <laughs> a murder. Oh no! So, um, but if I had to pick a second and a third, um, it'd be RTD two and CP three O. I think they're the comedic. Yo, uh, I hate CP three O in this movie so much. <laughs> I I love it. I just feel like it's so dry sometimes, and I it's just a good little spin on it. But you know, hate, hate to me for sure. Hate I just in the way not. that I'm enjoying the movie and like I understand yeah. his
1: comedic timing and stuff like that. But man, C3PO, grow up, dude, get out of here.
2: See,
0: See I, I like C3. P- I like C3PO in this movie where he pisses me off. His Empire Strikes Back, but that's that's by design, right? Like he's just he's supposed to be that guy. Yeah. All right, good good pick, Tim. Uh, neither of you picked my guy which is great. Uh, I was going with Alec Guinness Obi-Wan Kenobi or, or only Ben uh, Kenobi. You mean? It, ben Kenobi <laughs> yes. You mean old Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Alec Guinness, man, legendary actor. And, um, I just, the more time goes on, the more I appreciate his presence there and how well I think you and McGregor did to emulate what I think would be a young Alec Guinness or a young Obi-Wan Kenobi, I should say. And, um, it's just a, it's a good overall performance. He was probably one of the biggest names coming into this movie from an acting standpoint because you know Mark Hamill, Carrie Fisher, Harrison Ford, relative unknowns. Harrison Ford with a little bit more of a, a history, uh, but then you think about guys like uh, Peter Cushing, who's Grand Moff Tarkin. He had a nice run in Hollywood as well, and um, I always wind back on Alec Guinness as Obi Wan Kenobi.
2: So one of the weirdest death scenes I've ever seen in my life.
1: <laughs> Another thing. Every time that- I see it, I'm like. what another thing that caught me this time that i never uh noticed or thought about is uh after that death scene vader goes and steps on his robe. i've never really noticed that before he just kind of walks over him gives a little zhuzh with the right foot like bro what's what's going on man
2: i'm like where'd you go i didn't mean it (laughs) so funny i actually were texting uh after i watched the movie my one of my buddies was like oh they have that whole scene remade and i was like what i had never seen it before." Awesome. It was amazing. I mean this death scene still sucks, but it was awesome. Yeah. It's very, <laughs> it really
1: very cool. It's really so. cool. It's it's so it's so awesome to you know, intriguing to think about what that fight would look like knowing what we know about Anakin Skywalker and Obi-Wan from the the prequel trilogy in the Clone Wars with like modern CGI what, what that would look like. Um, I destroyed this BB-8 Lego. I dropped it. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> I saw that.
0: It was quick. Uh I, I I always think about that scene. Like I know obviously this was very this is the first lightsaber duel, right? So you got Darth Vader who's it's it's tough to move around in that suit if you're David Prowse. Uh it's it's an older Alec Guinness. I mean in the the term of Star Wars lore, this is only 20 years after Revenge of the Sith. So like it's it's a stretch to think that they aged that much. Like right. you can make arguments for Darth Vader, right? He went through hell. But Obi-Wan Kenobi's really should be like in his fifties, really. At
1: this right. point, he does not look like it. So there, there is a little gray area for sure. It is, and, and that's one of those things where you can you can tell they changed what, and it's not even bad acting or old people or anything like that. Like they they changed what the nuance of a lightsaber battle should be. Like there, George Lucas talked about, the inspiration for it was like like slow, methodical, almost like fencing fights, where it was like the, right. the direction they were given was to never take two hands off the lightsaber. Which think about how awkward that is to do something cool when you can't take you know a hand off the lightsaber, right? So it's it just changed a lot. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You got you got Obi Wan just like spinning and take off, and
2: you know that thing can pull. I just remember when I first saw that scene and he died. I was like, oh, he's not actually dead. (laughs) Like he just disappeared, but he actually (laughs) was dead. So, but that was my first thought when I saw it. I'm like, oh, like he'll show up later on. Then it was like he's actually dead, talking to Luke, and I'm like, oh. But there's even like there's even a line there
1: that like that kind of um paths out what we will eventually get with force ghosts that's like you strike me down and i'll become back even stronger and you know he strikes me down and dude just bounces out that's the thing you know like uh well
0: anakin slash darth vader probably wouldn't have known that at that point right Uh, Right. i mean like because you think about like him stepping on the robe and being like hey where'd he go so to speak
1: uh yeah i don't know i'm trying to think but and yeah he, he, has, he, he pr- has experience with force ghosts though. i don't know if he's ever seen somebody you know a jedi like die and become one with the force like that but doesn't he have experience with force ghosts th- from uh clone wars maybe he's got premonitions qui-gon.
0: and voices right he hears qui-gon when he's and even an attack of the clones oh, when yeah. he's destroying
1: the sand people right yeah. um he hears that um yeah, I don't know. Just, but again, it's 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 tough. To, it's impossible to nitpick that because we we know the context of these, yeah, these movies are. Right. Tw- you know, we're talking twenty years apart from when the this original trilogy came out, and you know, that's twenty years of backstory and writing George Lucas had to so like, yeah, all right, let's make this stuff cooler. It certainly wasn't planned out that well.
2: So Which there's when I saw it for the first time, I was like, what? <laughs> so yeah, there's
1: throughout
0: the series, like, there it's it's going to be fun to try to poke holes in some of this stuff. I think, especially as we get to the prequels, I'm going to be like, actually. This is why we're here. So I, there's going to be a lot of that. Um, in terms of that moment, if you will, we're going to talk about what was that moment, that whether it was a quote, a sequence from the film, a scene, uh, an interaction. Is there anything that just like gets you that is like, oh my gosh, I'll never forget that? Uh, or is it maybe, hey, I thought that was pretty cool. That's kind of where we're going with
1: this. I've got one in my head. John, it looks like you're ready to go. Why don't you share with us? Yeah, we talked about it already a little bit. Um, the The moment on Tatooine when Luke steps out and looks at the twin sons and that score from Mr. Williams just kicks in. That is just you, you, you say the word Star Wars, and that's what pops into my head. Luke standing, the, the Dooney background, the awesome double sunset that music is that's what i think about every time so every time i watch that movie i just can't wait to get to that and it's just it's just a it's artful it's a masterpiece to just sit there and watch the the direction the soundtrack and even the performance like it's not much but it's 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 really well done
0: iconic and, and it's how they kind of bookend the the franchise too which
2: is great uh tim is there anything that kind of sticks out for you or just never forget um i thought about this a lot i don't know if there's one particular scene that really does it for me i mean i just love like i said love watching the whole movie and there's not anything in particular but one thing that always kind of sticks in my head is um when you they you first kind of meet darth vader and it's at the council and he it's just i feel like no one at that point wants to rely on him that's why they have the death star and they're trying to use that opposed to relying on darth vader and he kind of steps in and kind of lets them know like hey am I'm, I'm the boss by choking the guy. the guy out when he talks back And that always sticks in my head a little because I feel like that sets the mood that he's a badass. Like, he'll do what he needs to do to get it done. And I think that was kind of a a good introduction to me of creating a villain that was kind of, you know, someone that you'd actually should be afraid of. So,
0: Tim, that's uh, interesting that you say that. Like, there's so many things in that sequence where it's like, who's really the guy in charge, right? Is it Vader? Is it Tarkin? Because he listens to Tarkin. Mm -hmm. Um, They talk about the Imperial Senate in there. It's like, what? We never hear about that again. We talk about the Old Republic, just seeds of that. And I mean, my gosh, there's so many things, obviously, that introduced everything comes back to this movie. Um, But most ironic of all is that's the exact moment that I have listed for my moment of the movie. It's when Vader chokes uh, the commander says, I find your lack of faith disturbing because that is the moment. Obviously, uh, that solidifies I think Vader's intimidating presence. If it wasn't early in the movie when he's choking the, the the rebel and then just tosses him and breaks his windpipe. Like right. This guy's a monster. So there's that and then what I love really though about Vader is not only that, but he's got that little bit of a cocky sense of humor that yeah. Anakin had. Just that you know he's trying to be kind of a smart-ass, and they it shows its head in in Empire Strikes Back when he's he's messing with Luke on Cloud City. It shows its head back in Rogue One uh, when he he's got some of the puns there. Just like I like that about Vader, like he's just the slightest bit self aware. Right. Um, that really yeah. they
1: do a great job reflecting that in Anakin's character for sure. Um, not jo- that there's
2: a, not a well known quote in there at all either. I mean, that's I feel like no. that's a. Uh, yeah, no, no, it couldn't be that either. Joe,
1: too. did you uh, did you read the um this uh, A New Hope from a certain point of view? Did you read that book? Yes, I love. It was so good. It's awesome in general. Again, a huge recommendation. If you haven't, if you're not into reading, get into reading because Star Wars literature we'll is awesome. It it's really good. So basically, it is uh, the it was on the 30th anniversary, right? 30th or 40th anniversary? Uh. 40th so 40th. just
0: uh years ago right so yep. they're,
1: so they're doing it for the original trilogy each book is um it's basically just these mini stories but every story is in chronicle chronological order of the film each scene from a different point of view so that scene Ooh. is from the point of view of the guy that gets choked and it starts a little bit okay. beforehand and like he's you know he's in his head thinking about like his family and like his ranks within you know the the, the imperial senate you know, the, the empire stuff like that so there's just so much of that um my favorite one is from empire so i can't wait to talk about some of those like crazy stories that are in that book from
2: empire but it's it's a we we're really just good talking read. about um the books not too long ago i'm gonna start doing the audiobook i'm not a i love reading but you know we have, we have do dad casts everyone knows that time's a little tough sometimes so yep. that's on my list i do a lot of audiobooks so i'm about to finish one i have like an hour and 30 minutes left and then i'm gonna dive into uh there's a the books that john recommends there's a so. lot
1: of good star wars books man It's it's awesome
0: both you know, prior to Disney and then after, really. So the, the old canon and the new canon, if you will. Um, I've not read The Empire Strikes Back from a certain point of view yet, but uh, the A New Hope one just is mind-blowingly good. There's so much there that really enhance... And these novels do such a good job of enhancing the movie, and I think Star Wars usually does a good job of saying, hey, you don't want to watch anything else. That's totally fine. <clears throat> you You watch these movies, you can understand what's going on. But if you're a super fan you want to really get into the nitty-gritty, pick up novels, whether it's uh stories in between movies or like John's reading the uh the High Republic series or you go way after what's going on. And there's there's so much you can kind of fill in the blanks. Yeah, John's John's doing good there. We're getting there. Uh what i kind of want to do is i so on, on mcu reviewed i i run through just notes and observations from the movie i i limited myself just a little bit here but i think it's uh star wars so we're going to be talking for a while let's be honest here oh yeah for um, sure so i just jot down bullet points throughout we'll uh, we'll call these joe's notes we'll go with that before you um, get
1: into that does anybody know if you can look up like the schematics for lego sets <laughs> I definitely threw out <laughs> the instructions to this BB8 and I've got no clue how to get it back together. I don't, how did I do I don't know. I got nothing. So, if that can I just Google? Anybody know that? Can I just Google yeah, BB8? I would assume so. But You know? Oh there, boy. There's a
0: guy that's good at fixing things. His name's Anakin Skywalker. Why don't you call him, <laughs> him
2: up? He's all sorts of dead. Oh, spoil the movie. <laughs> Building instructions for 757. <clears throat> yeah, go ahead and oh, give me no. a link me up on that. BB-8 Lego Star Wars. Perfect. 5, Thank you. Well, there you go. You
1: can put that baby you, together. You can continue the show. Joe.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, right off the get-go, I always love this. It's iconic, and it's really not a part of the movie. And it, it didn't hit me until Force Awakens came out, which was you know then owned by Disney, the 20th century Fox logo with mm-hmm. the, the snare drum and the, the epic beginning. I was really hoping they'd bring that back for Episode 9, Rise of Skywalker. This is not a spoiler, Tim. But they did not because uh, Disney purchased 20th Century Fox that year. And I thought, what a cool callback that would be just to throw that in there. Anyway, I missed that. Um, This is a, a weird fact, but there's no credits for the movie at the beginning.
1: And if you're if you ever watch an old movie, you see the credits usually play before and that sometimes is after. Such an interesting point. I even even yeah. as far back as two thousand and two, as I referenced before, Spider Man. Man, I watched that movie like a week ago. I'm like, dude, I forgot about credits before movies. This is brutal. Very interesting point. So, what makes this even more interesting?
0: And I, I can't recall if it was just it was one of the the Hollywood guilds. It was a requirement that you, you played this, depending on which studio you worked with, that you had the credits roll before a movie so that people could see them, right? Think about it. How many times post or, or prior to MCU did you leave as soon as the credits started rolling? What a brilliant way to bring that back, by the way, by always just you know playing the extra scenes. But uh, George Lucas was fined for this because he he basically said, no, I'm doing this my way with my vision. So he just hit Star Wars, he hit the crawl, and the movie started without any credits. Interesting. And that kind of changed things moving forward. And that rule changed. I'm not sure how long after, but people stopped getting fined for it. Kind of interesting. Uh, We know it was only called Star Wars at first, but do you guys know when it started to become Star Wars, A New Hope?
1: 2017.
0: 1981. So only
1: a few years later,
0: they changed it just before Empire Strikes Back came out. They did a little bit of a re-release and uh, changed it to episode four, which I can imagine people were like, what's going on here? But he did. Uh, we'll talk about it in a few, more than a few episodes away. But uh, the first paragraph of, of A New Hope, if you don't know, is really where the idea for Rogue One came about. Uh, John Knoll, who is one of the special effects uh, supervisors on the prequel trilogy and then the Disney sequel trilogy, said, hey, what if we did a movie that was really this? Uh, which ended up becoming Rogue One, where the rebels steal the planes to the Death Star. Uh, we talked about this a, a lot that this is visually beautiful more than 40 years later, even probably without some of the touch-ups, and that we really can tell where the, the special edition effects were. I think the worst one, like the most egregious one, is actually Jabba the Hutt. Um, not that's even, bad.
1: Not it's a, bad. Not even just from a CG aspect in general was yes it's terrible just the inclusion of that scene is just not necessary It's it doesn't it makes sense I shouldn't say that but it's just not necessary you just had all that dialogue there with Greedo and to me it kind of takes away from the reveal from Empire of who Jabba the Hutt is when the CGI did get you know they they did it the right way then Um, it's just such a weird scene it doesn't fit they just had that same exact exchange with Han and Greedo a little while ago so bizarre
0: it's not not good uh what's funny too is so boba fett was not originally in that right uh so they they added the scene no boba fett and then for one of the special editions or or re-releases they added it it's just it's too much we we didn't need that boba fett just entering an empire strikes back was cool enough yeah um just it's and i don't know if like i I don't know how you don't catch this i guess but when han steps on Jabba's tail it's 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 so
1: bad it's terrible He just goes, he goes out, like, how could you have put that in? Like, how could you, how could you, you know, uh, and this wasn't, they didn't do this in the in the mid 80s. They did this in what, 97 or whatever, whenever they, so, they released this, like probably Jim, the 2000s. I, I've got to go back and
0: look. I swear they did for like the special edition in 97, a way better rendition of this, like not nearly as egregious and ugly, I because know. I remember Han stepping on the tail, all that stuff, and then just. Like it was like okay it's whatever I want to say maybe when the DVDs came out in the early two thousands that's when he went back and like touched up Jabba and and, and Boba Fett was added and it was like what are we doing here like it's weird
1: just bizarre because it totally takes you out of it that's another another example of something that was just not planned to be that way because you can watch the original scene without the CGI you can you can see on YouTube probably a deleted scene on some DVD or VHS or something like that you can see Han and the actor that was standing in or probably was cast to play job of the hut at the time having that conversation um it's just a normal dude and when when han walks away he says like you're an incredible human being or whatever he says to him like he specifically says that and now we can you know use that context to think oh han was just making a joke because he's a big blob (laughs) right like no he probably was very literal in that line when it was written yeah it's
0: just bizarre to me uh there's a lot of examples of that but that's the worst one to me um So in in the Mandalorian season two, the first episode of that is all about the them taking down the crate dragon. If you recall, that huge beast Uh, in the desert in Tatooine. The skeleton that you see C three PO walk by is a crate dragon. Now, to me, that's a much smaller dragon than the one we saw in Mandalorian. Just kind of interesting.
2: It's a baby. Yeah, I I hope. I've not seen the Mandalorian, by the way. Oh man. (sighs) Damn, on, on my, my list. list.
1: You don't even have to wait until we get
2: through this. I know. Go watch it. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, I've been meaning to watch it. So
1: I've
0: rewatched it. I guess that
2: them. I'm so weird. It's like I just like have been like, oh, I just want to start rewatching them. And I have like this weird thing about doing it all, not rewatching the movies before I go into it. It's just that delays everything. And that's the problem. So,
0: you know, it's okay, Tim. When, when the Mando came out in nine, 2019, we were, I was not in your life yet. So I forgive you. But sure. now we, we've got to figure this out.
2: Honestly, it's your fault. <laughs> it should have been in my life then to force me to watch it. So I tried at the end of the day. I don't have to tell you.
0: Oh, uh, t- don't, don't you worry. I'll get you there.
2: Uh, when so in
0: the I'm going to Force Awakens, uh, when when Ray has her moment, uh, when she she touches the, the Skywalker lightsaber and she hears all these Jedi's voices, uh, you hear Obi Wan Kenobi say, "Ray." I don't know if you guys know this is a thing. Uh Ewan McGregor recorded that line for that, but they also stole a little bit of dialogue from Alec Guinness in A New Hope to match those up so that Ewan McGregor, you know, the new Obi Wan and Alec, the old Obi Wan, they say Ray. So he Alec Guinness never said Ray, but what he did say in A New Hope is don't be afraid. So they stole Ooh. that little syllable out there and, and they they basically merged it with Ewan McGregor. I thought that was really nice. Just That's I love cool. here.
1: Oh yeah. Very
0: I love cool. that stuff. Just awesome. Uh, Luke famously was not Luke Skywalker originally. He was Luke Starkiller. The Adventures of Luke Starkiller, which Starkiller has just gone on to be so many things in Star Wars, including in the current canon, Starkiller base. And then, of course, we got the video games, The Force Unleashed, where we had the, the clone apprentice, right? Uh, we had Starkiller. So that has kind of lived on in different forms, which is always a nice nod. John, funny that you mentioned the. from a certain point of view. I, I just jotted this down last night because I was thinking about it. In the sequence in the Sandcrawler when uh, Owen Lars is buying the, the droids. So he's buying C-3PO from the Jawas and he tries to buy the, the red droid named R5-D4. In Star Wars' A Certain Point of View, it's, it's determined that R2 basically on the Sandcrawler talks R5 into blowing that gasket so that R2 could stay with C-3PO. Kind of a funny little bit of, of lore there to go back and think about. Very cool. Because you're like, oh, just something happened. It was random, right? Of course, that's how it was intended. But when you get to right. write these books all these years later on, you write it into canon. It's kind of fun to think about. Um, we already talked about this, that Vader was not originally going to be Luke's father. Uh, so the, the line still makes sense. When Amperu says he's got too much of his father in him, Owen Lars says, that's what I'm afraid of. Funny that he was actually referring to a different guy altogether, but now it really makes sense right. oh, for a lot of reasons. Um, I already mentioned my moment. Uh, funny that uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi also mentions as they're, they're finding that the Jawas were just destroyed by the Stormtroopers. He says, "Only Imperial stormtroopers are so precise."
1: Well, well, how well that line is aged! (laughs) (laughs) That's one of the rare moments of Obi Wan wisdom that I'm like, "Okay, this guy was old
0: and batshit crazy." (laughs) Right?
1: (laughs) Or maybe he was joking. (laughs) Maybe it was sarcasm. You know, that's what I. That's that's my new canon. It was sarcasm. Yeah. If it was
0: Han Solo, I'd say, "Yeah, you're right." But
1: now I'm saying, "Get out of here!" That's ridiculous. Clone Wars. Clone Wars. Obi Wan (laughs) would have made that line. You know. Hello there. Yeah, yeah, you're right.
0: Um, flash forward. This is not spoilery. But Book of Boba Fett, episode one. The Cantina band that you see there is playing a variation of the original Cantina song when uh, from A New Hope. So that's kind of interesting. Go check that
1: out. It's more like a, a slow, mellow version of that. What's the blue guy called? What's his name? Come on, Joe. Just do a softball oh. to flex your knowledge. I can't believe I don't Send have it written down here. Ebo. Uh, yeah. I can't think of it. Whatever. The My point that I was making is, did you know that those are his feet? Max Rebo. Max, Max Rebo. Rebo. I was there. I had 80% yeah, of the close. syllables. Those are his feet that he's using. You ever see the anatomy of that creature? Don't Google it. It's terrifying. I got to Google it. Don't do it.
0: Why would you say that? Yeah, oh, it's no? terrifying. John, have you ever... I guess him too, but I feel like this is more towards John. Have you ever cared about who shot first?
1: Uh, just morbidly curious as to why it got edited and changed so many times. Yeah, that's I agree. it. That's it. I don't. I certainly don't care in, in terms of like, oh, I wish it was Han. I wish it was Greedo. Don't care that way. Just so weird that Lucas cared so much.
0: It's weird, and why would Greedo miss from that short of a range? Right, like just not good there in terms of logic. And, and it's I think not even, if you go with, go I think if you go with the original, like that's probably the best option because it was like, oh. Don't mess with Han Solo. Like, he will take you out. And I think George Lucas's idea or mindset was he didn't want Han to appear like a cold blooded killer. He wanted yeah. him to be like, uh, oh, he was just acting in self defense. But, but they it, but shot it, at the same time. But it almost which, does change. Which that version anyways. do you guys watch?
1: So we probably both recently watched just the Disney Plus version, or
2: I think the, I watched where the uh the original. I don't think I watched the so Disney Plus. I didn't the, watch the Disney Plus version. The original, Greedo doesn't shoot at all. Only Han shoots. There's
1: only mm-hmm. one shot. I'm gonna look right now. And but, see what I watched. But it, it it almost plays like the way that George wants it to play nowadays, because Greedo is literally talking about killing him. He's you know over your dead body. That's the idea. Like the the tension right. is built. That Greedo was about to kill Han, so like it still feels like it's in self defense, but it's just like okay, Han is sly and he's one step ahead. I'm, like, I like when I think about it, and I see that original version. I don't feel like it, it's playing off as Han's, Han's a cold blooded killer and he just took this guy out. Like right. I, I, I think that I think the context and the writing was there, and it's just weird that it's been edited so many times. And the oh my god, the the, the head the head switch when he you know <laughs> what a, that, that might be my worst CGI moment, making his head go this way to avoid the bullet.
0: nothing can be worse than java i'm sorry john i i see your point but no um i gotta pick a new one okay Uh, (laughs) all right fair point fair point uh speaking of Greedo, two more things here uh i love the mcclunky mcclunky so not not in any of the previous editions prior to disney plus i think i feel like that was when mcclunky became a thing so if you don't know Greedo says mcclunky and that is basically a big f off in the Star Wars universe, it's a swear word.
1: Uh, and to me, it's just like that was fun because it was almost like Disney Plus. Like because Disney Plus launched with these Star Wars movies, and it was the first time we saw them in four K. And it was like awesome. We have this new Star Wars collection. Of course, so many people dive into these movies and watch A New Hope first. It was almost like a joke. It's like you know what? We edited it one more time, but it's kind of fun. Yeah, I like that one a lot for sure. McClunky, just the way he says it's perfect.
0: uh The other point on Greedo. So I'm I'm jumping again. This is so George Lucas. He was supposed to be in the Phantom Menace as a kid when Anakin and the crew are on the streets in Mos Espa and he was supposed to get into a scuffle with him because George thought it would be funny not just to have Greedo there but to be like, oh, it was him and Darth Vader. Wouldn't have minded it. You know, it didn't happen. I but I did, think it's yeah. a might have been a deleted scene. I, I can't think, recall. I
1: think him just being there is a deleted scene. I don't think the scuffle's there. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you can see Greedo in a... Like, you know
0: had scene uh this oh so speaking of things i never noticed john you said um you had never noticed or at least felt like luke's reaction or line when it when it came to never coming back to tatooine um chewy the first time he enters the cockpit i never noticed that he hits his head on the lucky dice that are hanging there
1: oh yeah i don't think i don't ever notice noticed that yeah
0: so I never noticed really honestly the lucky dice prior to them becoming a thing in Last Jedi. Like they made it a thing where it was like oh these are important. This you know this is Kylo Ren's dad's lucky dice kind of thing. And then they they appeared throughout the movie. Um I they were always there to do Hope. I just never picked up on it, but sure enough last night I'm watching or whatever and and Chewie hits his head on them and they hmm. they kind of dangle. Um of course, you know, when, when Luke is training on the Millennium Falcon with the lightsaber and Ben Kenobi's talking about the force and he's got the blast shield, all that stuff. Of course, it's, it's really ironic that Han talks about his view on the force and how it's this hokey religion. And it's a bunch of little tricks and a blaster is no match for anything. Uh, and of course, his son becomes essentially the next Darth Vader. Right. Uh, what, a, what a nice callback in Force Awakens for him to be like, yep, it's real. It's totally real. It's he, he was real. made a believer yeah. out, out of all of it. Right. Um, this is probably a good bit of trivia, but Luke becomes the first person in the saga to say, I've got a bad feeling about this. Um, I've got a bad feeling about this is in, I think just about every Star Wars movie. Some character says it kind of as a nod. Um, it's it's just this joke, right? That something bad is about to happen.
1: I got another, another one like that, that I picked up on today and I don't know if it's a running theme or not, but right before Luke says like a few minutes before Luke says that when they first sit down and they're running from, uh, the empire, Han says, this is where the fun begins. Like, did you realize that? Huh. Yeah. So I don't know if that was like a direct reference in uh, whenever Anakin says it. Is that uh, Revenge of the Sith, I think. It's just yeah. like, the, I, I was watching and I heard that today. And I don't know if he said exactly the same line or he said like, this, you know, this is where the fun starts or something like that. But like, it just felt very similar and almost like, like I what, did I not realize that's a callback or a reference at all? To, Dude, you're right. Yeah. I never noticed that. Yeah. Interesting, right? I didn't
2: notice yeah. it either. I love this. This is why we get a, this is why this show has to happen everybody. <laughs> it's, it's just even... funny from my perspective cuz that's like little things I don't really think of that often, you know, cuz I haven't really we watched them so many times right. and like well, tried to nitpick them, you know what I mean? So To me,
0: I'm I'm going to learn you some knowledge. Let, let mm-hmm. me tell you here. You going to learn uh, today. Uh Okay. I'd love this one so much. So Princess Leia is in block 2187 on the Death Star. And that is relevant because that is Finn's Stormtrooper number in Force Awakens. He's FM hmm. 2187. Sure is. Love that. Love it. Um, a lot of people, I think, or at least circles I've been a part of, have complained about the humor that we've seen in movies like Force Awakens and The Last Jedi in particular. And I've, I think... Star Wars has always had humor like they say oh it's Disney and they're trying to make it too much like Marvel I don't think so I think they've always had it case in point I I, I think we're kind of just numb to it because we've seen these movies so many times but Leia's walking carpet comment is one of my favorite Star Wars lines ever it's so good and it's so like ahead of its time if we're thinking that it like you know Star Wars wasn't ever funny right it
1: absolutely was funny it's a really good quip we should name a podcast after that <laughs>
0: damn straight we should
1: <laughs> one one day one day um
0: this one i also love is, is a little bit of lore so the have you guys seen where the the stormtrooper hits his head on the death star is like a platoon is running by yeah um do you remember if we're going to attack of the clones where Django fett hits his head while he's going up the, the steps or the the ramp to the slave one on kamino in yep. George Lucas's mind, when they did that in episode two, that was a joke to be like, hey, stormtroopers are a little bit clunky because Jango Fett was, even though stormtroopers necessarily aren't clones. Yeah, that's right? we've they, changed that. Right.
1: Well, a lot of them were. A lot of them were in the early. They, they were still like, early on in the Empire. They were using clones as stormtroopers. So they could, that, could, that could they could pass.
0: It, it's fine it's one of those gray areas where like even if they're they have double the the or half the life cycle of, of a regular person right because they they age quickly yeah um it still is okay because it's only twenty years after that, so they
1: it could be an older one. In the Charles Solvator comics, they go into how like there are still some clones that are stormtroopers and how they're like you know phasing out, and there's even like a little a little click of recruited stormtroopers that are kind of like you know shit talking the 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 I'm sorry, recruited stormtroopers that are shit talking the clone troopers. So that it's it's canon.
0: It, it works. It works, but I, I think that I, li- I like George Lucas's approach there to be like, "Hey, this was an actual blooper in A New Hope that we we just didn't realize, and it made the final cut." And he's like, "I'm going to write
2: that in." Like, I love yeah. that stuff. Yeah, that's that's awesome.
0: Uh, the lightsaber duel was fine, as we talked about earlier. It's not some of the crazy stuff we saw, like the samurai setting in the prequels. It's not some of the less experienced lightsaber fighters that we saw in the sequel trilogy, but it works. And honestly, it means all that much more to me. Having seen what these guys went through in episodes two and episodes three, episode three when we get to Mustafar, and seeing that this is kind of the rematch of that,
1: it it is difficult for me to make that connection. It always has been. It, the, so James Earl Jones' voice as Vader, Alec Alec Guinness' portrayal, which is great, and I think that him and him and. Um, you and mcgregor have like a great trade-off in ter- terms of the way they play that character it's just always so difficult for me to to feel that those are the same two characters and that that rivalry and that that friendship and and all of that carries through that's just one of those things that's always going to be tough for me i don't know why
0: i can respect that i will say so we're we're allegedly going to get a remake or a rematch so so to speak i sure hope so in Solo, and so and I hope they they write that correctly, so You'll to speak, right. where it bridges bridges the gap. And I think they will.
2: Yep. Um, they will too.
0: The Death Star to me is is it was always intimidating, but it's so much more menacing after Rogue One, where the Death Star is kind of like the star of that movie. Like seeing it arrive into the atmosphere for Yavin, I have these flashbacks to seeing it arrive on Scarif now from Rogue One. And that makes it way more intimidating to me. I don't know if that, that changed for you guys. but
1: Everything about something. the Death Star and yeah. uh, the beginning of this movie is, is enhanced by Rogue One. I cannot wait till we get to Rogue One. I've only seen that movie twice. I, I, don't, I really Rogue though. One. I thought it yeah, was so good, for sure, for sure. And that's one of those movies like we talked about during MCU. That's one of those where like every time I'm doing like a rewatch or something like that, or want to throw something on, I just always want to save that one to watch it at the right time. I'm like, I don't want to just throw on Rogue, throw, throw on Rogue One as background noise, or just like for the sake of watching. Like, I want to be in the right mindset to watch this movie. So, super excited to revisit that one.
0: Lots to unpack from that movie. Uh, I in my review back in 2016 for that. I kind of titled it A New Hope Part 1. And honestly, it really it is that to me. And it mm-hmm. made me enjoy A New Hope even more than I did previously. We've talked about that, where movies can make you enjoy pre, uh, past iterations even more. Um it happens a lot in the MCU. right? E- exactly. Like Ragnarok made me a little bit care about the, the previous two Thor movies where before I was like, I don't ever need to see
1: these again. And Game um, and Dark World. That's like the, my favorite example.
0: Yes, I think that that's a great example. Even to without going into spoiler territory, with some of the Spider-Man stuff that we just got from No Way Home, like that, that is mm-hmm. made. I think a lot of people respect stuff in the past that they maybe didn't prior, or even to a different level. Uh, just a few more points here. Uh, Dennis Lawson is the actor who plays Wedge Antilles, uh, one of the the uh, Starfighter pilots in the X-Wings on the Attack on the Death Star. Dennis is the uncle of Ewan McGregor, who plays Obi-Wan Kenobi in the prequels. So Ewan grew up a Star Wars fan only because his uncle was in in the movie, and they went to yeah. see it. Uh, um,
1: real quick, didn't when um, when the droids are being like cleaned up and stuff by Luke, by Luke in the in, in his little cabin there? Doesn't they say? Doesn't he say that they belong to Captain Antilles? Oh, I don't know. So so R2 says that like I belong you know my owner is uh Ben Kenobi and then C3PO goes like our only previous owner seems to be on record as uh, Captain Antilles. I'm pretty sure I, I caught that again like for the first time this time. Yeah, I, I don't think, know. I think, I think I think that's a thing. I think that's Just
2: a think thing. you got to rewatch it, Joe. Uh. I <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Wait, it doesn't
0: Don't they mention that uh when they're with Luke? For the yeah. first time on Tatooine? That's my is son. that what you're saying? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I missed that. Yeah. When, when, no, they're, no, you, when, they're, when they're in his
1: room, like he's cleaning them up and like he says, like our oh our only last known owner was Captain Antilles.
0: Yes, you are correct. I misunderstood you. Got it. Um yeah, because 3 po Pio's got the mind wipe, right? But R2 didn't. Yes. Yeah. So R2 recollects all the stuff that happened all the way back to episodes one, two, and three, and Three po has no memory of it. Um which is sad a little bit. Mm-hmm. And the uh, I The last note I had, I actually think A New Hope is perfectly paced. Clock's in almost exactly at two hours. There's really no lulls to me. And everything that happens, at least that I remember, just moves the story forward. There's nothing where I'm like, okay, what what are we doing here? Let's go. Let's get some action going. Even the quieter moments, it feels like it's building uh, towards not just the finale of this movie, but the future of Star Wars.
2: Agree, hundred percent. I hundred percent agree. Yeah, I feel like there's a lot of lot of scenes in there where it's a lot of buildup and it's going slower, but it's going slower for a reason. And then there's like just so much going on at once. You know what I mean? And I I I like that a lot. I think it makes you appreciate the parts that are a lot more, a lot faster because of the buildup. They're allowed to do that. So
0: I think a lot of people, uh, detractors, if you will, for good with good reason to a degree. Compare this to, or compare Force Awakens to this. I don't know that that's totally fair. We will get to that on that episode. But to me, they do, in Force Awakens, they intro that movie so well with bringing in all the new characters before we get to to Han and Leia and so on and so forth. And I think they do that in this movie too. You get C-3PO and R2 right off the bat. You get Vader right after. In between all that, you get Princess Leia. Not long after that, we meet Luke Skywalker. It's just one thing after another, right. and they they introduce all these legendary characters in a way that's meaningful and it's quick and concise without cutting corners.
1: No doubt, I agree for sure uh, with all of that. What always surprises me when I rewatch this movie is, man, we don't see Luke Skywalker until like 15 minutes into the movie. And we don't see right. Han Solo until almost 30 minutes into the movie. It's it, it's kind of weird to think about. Like I think about a New Hope, I'm not thinking like, all right, we're on Tatooine right away. No, it's like 15 minutes in. It's crazy. John,
0: if you think that's crazy, wait until you see Force Awakens. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to watch that for the first time.
0: It's going to be great. I have an inkling that you're going to really, really enjoy that movie. We'll see. That's <laughs> I, 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 I had a lot of notes there, and I said I wouldn't, but I, I lied. I just couldn't help myself. Any, anything I'm
1: missing? Anything you guys wanted to talk about that, that we didn't get to for Star Wars A New Hope? I had a few Ooh, notes, wow. and we, we naturally got through them all.
2: I think we we covered a lot of stuff as we kind of all were talking and pieced everything in here and there. So I think we covered everything I was thinking. So,
0: Awesome. John, I'm going to let you intro the the final segment here. It's anticlimactic today, but uh, it'll get really good in the next few episodes. We rank (laughs) these movies. Uh, Why don't you share with the audience how we do that if they're not familiar with the MCU Reviewed.
1: Yeah, so Star Wars Reviewed, we're doing the same thing as we did with MCU Reviewed. Um, so we, we watch these movies and we rank them. Um, so I'm going to pull up the, the image right now so you can kind of understand how it's going to work. Right now, of course, sitting at number one is a new hope because we've only watched one movie. But Yeah, um, I didn't have,
2: week, that, but. didn't have any say in that. You didn't
1: have any say that. You have no choice. <laughs> Hang um, it. Wait, 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 wait. I'm waiting. Oh. John, text Yeah, okay.
0: Um, JT says this should be number one.
1: Okay, got it. Perfect. Okay, um, as yeah. if he had a choice. So right now, of course, uh, a new hope. <laughs> that's at number one. But next next time we record this and we sit down and talk about uh, empire, we have to decide. We vote basically. So so next time we record this, empire is going to start at two, and we have to vote to see if we agree that it's better than a new hope. So obviously, when we get to you know film six, seven, eight, nine, ten, like once we get a, a good grouping of films here, it's going to get fun to see. Who votes these movies where and where they end up. Uh, so basically it's like once you, once once the majority drops off, uh so right now it's three of us, two of us have to keep moving up. Once one falls off, that movie stays where it is. So that's 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 uh that's the ranking as it sits. We've got a nice little image up here, we'll pull this up every time we every time we get to it, but um I have absolutely no clue where any of these movies are gonna end up based on the, the yeah clue I that no. we have here. I think yeah. that I think that Joe and I are like somewhat similar in a lot of ways, just like the MCU. But JT and and Tim, so we haven't mentioned JT's card. gonna be on this whenever whenever he can. And when, you know, our goal is to always have three people. That's like that's the goal. If we can get three people available, we're gonna do this. We're gonna do this show. Uh, but we love to have all four of us, so it's gonna be interesting.
0: You know, also at some point, we're gonna have the man, the legend, Dell Reed from Twenty Six Shirts. He's gonna join us love Star Wars if you didn't know everybody. But John, can I, can I make a proposal? We haven't yeah, talked uh, really oh, about yeah. this in a yes, while. Yes, yes, yes. So, on the MCU Reviewed, this it gets controversial, and it gets controversial fast. We have something called snaps. Like the Thanos snap, right? In, in Infinity War. If you haven't seen the movie, I'm not sorry. You just ruined it. Uh, <laughs> I already said snaps I'm like, absolutely So back off. Yeah, they're like, <laughs> Uh, anyway there's a whole so, scene is just, <laughs> just a jazz no so. fighting to snap the avengers on one side it's thanos on the other and they do that you know, snap it's off snap off oh gosh <laughs> uh, so in mcu reviewed each of us get three snaps what does that allow us to do john
1: it allows you to attempt to switch the rankings of a film so, two films, I should say. So, they have to be touching. So, let's throw a hypothetical out here. So, say we review Empire next week. And Empire, we the, the majority doesn't vote up Empire number one. So, our ranking is an, a New Hope one, Empire two. Say that's the way the, the week ends. If one of us feels so passionately that that's wrong, that we want this to be corrected, we can use one of our, what are we calling it, Joe? I want to say, this is what I wanted to propose. Okay. Jedi mind trick. Jedi mind tricked. I like it. By proposal, you mean take the idea that I gave you over text message. Got it. So, yeah. So we, so we, you... Yeah, you didn't even <laughs> you you remember that? You never saw know. the text. Did you really think know. that was it? Did you really think that was your idea? I really thought I came up with this.
0: So, hang on, real quick. So... <laughs> um. Yeah, good luck finding that. You're going to have to go back to like... Just the get a search I just Jedi have to type in trick. Jedi
1: Mind Trick. I have an iPhone. I don't have to scroll on my Android like you Neanderthal.
0: Yeah. <laughs> no, stop it. I'm sick of you guys making fun of me for having a, a Samsung. So, uh, I know we talked about it. I don't remember what you called it, but
1: in my head, I've been calling it Jedi Mind Trick. And I think I came up with it. <laughs> My text right here. I don't have the date. I can I can scroll up and get it. But what do we call the snap when we do Star Wars? The Je- the Jedi mind trick question mark? Great question. I've got to think about it. This is Joe. Jedi mind
0: <laughs> trick might be it. it.
2: Jedi mind he trick might be thought about it and it. decided that that was his idea. And it was a great idea. I thought
0: about it. And I think we should call this. Hang it on. Was, bear with me. It was. Go ahead. John.
1: John. I think we should call this Jedi mind trick. And it was my idea. <laughs> it was September 21st. A great question. I've got to think about it. Jedi Mind Trick might be it, is what Joe said on September 21st. Oh,
2: you, you really,
0: can, I see you, can I see you off air for a second?
2: <laughs> that is amazing. How many are we going to get? Just Are we just going to do one because it's so many? Oh, no, sir, way less I, three. I, stuff? Oh, I, I think
1: I, we should do three. I think two. I think three is
2: too many. I think two, two. I think two. I think two. I you haven't even mean, used one you in
1: MCU. Use, yeah, We're 20 films in. I haven't even used one. I think two yeah. is probably good for a lot of movies. It's not enough that you stole my idea, but now you're taking my number down. The <laughs> receipts. I'm just gonna snap every movie. Or, uh, mind Jedi trick mind trick all. every movie. No, hold on. There's more Jedi, to it. There's more to it. He's, do- he's gonna JMT it. JMT so it. You use right. a snap in MCU or a Jedi Mind Trick, as Josiah likes Should to coin the term like that, exactly. <laughs> um, you don't just get it doesn't automatically happen. You're proposing that change. Who decides? Y'all decide. The viewers, the people on Twitter, even if you don't watch this, it's fine. You can participate because we put a poll up. So in our theoretical situation here where we ranked uh, Empire below a New Hope, somebody uses their Jedi mind trick, a poll goes up. Do you, Which is the better movie? That's that's all the poll says. Which is the better movie? A New Hope, Empire Strikes Back. If the movie that the person wants to use their mind trick on wins the poll, it hops in the rankings. That's That's as simple as that. So it's not just that uh, you use it and you get it. You have to have some... You have got to have some good grounds. You have to think that you're right. And it's that a Jedi will, mind trick, the voters. 100%. You absolutely... And you can you can campaign. You can retweet that. You can you can tag the, the most famous person that you know that agrees with your opinion. Go for it. Go for it. But as we've seen, JT tried plenty of times with the MCU. doesn't always work.
0: Yeah. So, like... JT, with all of his craziness, will probably end up with three somehow because of some sort Yeah, he got of stupid
1: loophole. He's had like four so far in the MCU. I don't
0: know what's going on over there. but It just keeps going. It's BS. And I'm just I'm salty about it. And we're not talking um, busy sticks. No, we're not. And, you know, I think it's really just I feel attacked because John Jedi mind tricked me into thinking it was my idea only to pull the rug out from I, under me. I, I can't just... get over the fact that you thought that, that was a unique <laughs> idea. <laughs> listen so john and i have this problem i say it's a problem where we just like we think of like when it comes to how we like video games and a lot of our opinions on star wars and marvel so a lot of this is not going to shock you throughout the series here um well apparently we thought of the same thing but no uh, no, no no no, it wasn't we it was john <laughs> <laughs> you stop right now T two over here. <laughs> I just can't. I can't believe that. I thought it was my idea. And what's That's so even, funny. It's like a senior moment for you to be like, "Oh, let me think about it." Like honestly, the fact bro- that he looked I'm up the text this is the worst. He found the date. Even this is <laughs> just. I'm gonna, I'm gonna edit just, that in
1: here. I edit these videos. I'm putting the text in. Okay,
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, this was a really great start for this series until the last few minutes. I'm just <laughs> this. Uh, uh, okay. All right. So now let me, let me just gather my thoughts here. <laughs> we, <geez. laughs> just, just to recap, John, we, we have a new home at number one right now, right? We do. We do. What, what if we started, MC, I'm just thinking now, like what if we started MCU reviewed with the Hulk? Would you just not have automatically put it 24th? Cause I think it was 20, there were 24 movies at the time. I guess we'll never know. We'll never know. Okay. Good enough. Ladies and gentlemen, controversial if not exciting first episode <laughs> of star wars free feud lots of fun hope you enjoyed the ride as much as i did until the last three minutes whether you watched on youtube.com slash the geekiverse or listen on podcast services around the globe john
1: i hope we can be friends after this <laughs> we, not, we've got an exciting <laughs> i'm not offended i'm just amused That that's amazing that is so good I'm surprised it's so funny because
2: it was such like a legitimate proposal. I know. And then you're just like I'm like wait is this I a bit? I told you that. Is this a bit? Like, Are you, <laughs> are you trying to take my idea like you having fun with it?
1: <laughs> oh
0: god. I would say you'll never know but I think it's pretty clear that I thought oh, it was okay. my idea.
2: One Sorry. last thing. We need to show the <laughs> shirt that I'm wearing. oh, 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 oh up right here? Galaxy. Oh no, nice. One galaxy. Nice. shirt.
1: That's the universe. Uh, Good uh, stuff. I like that Tim. Joe where'd you get your shirt from?
0: Handcrafted. So my shirt, I've the got Porgwins. Porgwins. It's a, a combo of the Porgs from Last Jedi plus the Pittsburgh Penguins uh, from Fantastic. our friends over at 26shirts.com. They've raised over $1.3 million for Crazy. families and charities in need, and it's unbelievable. Del Reed is the founder of that. We're going to have him on the show at some point here. Can't wait to check that episode out whenever that comes. Um, John, where I was going before, you know, wh- you know, know, where can you tease people on social media but if if people i don't know just like PlayStation or Nintendo or Xbox what what is a show that they should check out
1: uh so we've got an awesome video game podcast it's called Busy 6. uh we are we're shooting to do it weekly we've been pretty Pretty good about that. If if there's nothing to talk about, of course, we won't do it. But we're we're shooting for weekly. It's been a lot of fun. YouTube.com slash the Geekiverse podcast services around the globe. Um, Busy Sticks is fun. And we just introduced a new segment called Question of the Week, where one of our main topics we propose out to y'all, the people. We put that on uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. So we're, we're taking those answers. We're talking about them. We're interacting with the community. And it's been a lot of fun. If you like video games, watch Busy Sticks. It's pretty good. Busy Sticks.
0: What's great about that show is um is is I came up with the name for that too. So I named that and oh man, John is just I've gone too far, folks. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, no, I, actually I, can't, I can't take credit for that. I actually didn't even come up with that name. A friend of mine did. Yeah, me. No. No, it wasn't you. Was <laughs> Mr. You. Newton? It was Mike. It was Tank Newton, yeah. A friend of the show, Mike Newton. Catch him the on Apex uh, Legend, Mike Newton. Twitch.tv slash Tank Newton. Catch him. He's awesome. Wow. But he came up with that name. That's John, awesome. the lighting when you were holding that the camera was like perfect. It's super
0: cool, you. right? Like just wow. it, it enhanced the, well, right there. So all that episode, is, just do this. Look at this. You know what's also, yes. Um, first, do that. Second of all, I just am realizing this. I have the least amount of facial hair of anyone on the show right now. Ooh. That's a weird thing for me. That's weird. Very interesting. I just, I don't even know how to feel. It's just drafty in here. Tim, where can we find you on, on Twitch, on social media, uh, on any 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 shows of consequence
2: that you would, yeah, would like to mention? Tim tells right now, so that's uh, the kind of the go to, and um, obviously, we have Dadcast, you know, going hopefully a little more consistently. You know, I just got done with a move, had a little girl. It's been a little crazy, so you know, hopefully, life's calming down a little bit. I'll have a little more free time. Hoping, I doubt it, but I'm hoping. So, but yeah. Find me up uh, on social media a lot. Big Sabers, Bills, video games, a lot of Marvel lately. So,
1: do you all the good stuff? uh, Do you happen to post tutorials on how to fix broken Lego sets on your Twitter? I (laughs) might
2: be able to. All right,
1: yeah, I I could. (laughs) I could use a hookup for that.
0: Yeah. So what's crazy too? The four of us in the Geekiverse. We got the three of us here plus JT. Uh, I moved about uh, fourteen months ago. I am soon going to be the longest tenured at my place. That is super interesting. That is crazy. <laughs> That's crazy, right? All like just absolutely bonkers. What's um, going on here, lots going on. Plus, you know, baby on the way for me in a, in, a, in about a month or so. So we're we're gonna keep on chugging. It's a nice this iteration of the Geekiverse because we've all got like life happening, you know. So it just it makes sense for for us to get where we need to go. Uh, I am at ID Leroy on Twitter. You can find me. On Xbox and PlayStation, at I am Brosia. As John so politely mentioned, I'm a little bit harder to find on Nintendo Switch because everyone is. You need a friend code, damn it. But I am also I am Brosia over there. Uh, it might just be Brosia. It doesn't matter. Uh, I like video games, so love talking busy sticks with John. That may be my favorite show that's going on currently at the Geekiverse. That isn't Star Wars reviewed. This is going to take precedent, folks. Our next episode: The Empire Strikes Back, episode number. Five. That was a terrible. It was like a W. What's a w? Uh, anyway, um, it's whatever, man. You know, it's cool. So cannot wait to get to that. Uh, stay tuned for that. If you want to get in the conversation, please do. Especially as these rankings come out, it's gonna Star Wars get, is con- it's
1: gonna get interesting. It's gonna... gonna get heated. Yep. Yeah. So ha- had, you know, follow us on Facebook and go go to our Twitter because like we're gonna post these rankings every at the end of every episode. We love fighting in the comments. We love it. It's my favorite thing. to I, do. I thought the MCU reviewed was was tough with us not
0: naming Winter Soldier near the top of the the list. It's gonna get ugly when we get through some of these movies, and some of these movies are not where you want them to be. Just saying.
1: Ooh, God, I just saying. Wait. I can't wait. Let's let's. You know what? Let's let's double it up. Let's watch Empire. And let's do it right after this. Right <laughs> now, we're right, going
2: I I my stuff in the morning.
1: <laughs> for John, for Tim, I'm
0: Josiah. If you would excuse me. I'm so livid after just what happened here. I've got some slashing to do. Good night.